Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show talking about not G.I. Joe for one time. Well, okay, we're going to be talking about not G.I. Joe a bunch (laughs) of times. Uh, This is not exactly an outlier, but we're talking about a thing called kids songs. Is it kids songs? Is I getting this right? Yeah, we're talking kids. Yeah, well, we'll we'll be a lot of Gina singing probably in this episode. So the people at home, we know what you want and we are going to give it to you here. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast and I am Ray Stacanus. I am Robert Clark Chan. Ooh, I'm Gina Ippolito. I I don't know how, how I didn't see that coming, possibly, <laughs> but I didn't. And now I think we're all the better for it. This is a song, a song. This is a song. This is a show. It's all of the this above. Is a song that never <laughs> ends. Boy, I'll tell you. The show never ended. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so uh, this is a job. Look, we are familiar with the kids bop uh, stuff. Look, if you're over the age, well, if you're of any that's age, your, don't over the age. Your if you're young, you probably know it, too. That's your frame of reference? Kids, kids bop? bop? Kids song. Yeah. I know kids songs before I know kids bop. I I yeah. never I was not aware of this show back in the day, whether the '80s version or the '90s version. I feel like this is something they trotted out in schools when the teacher was hungover uh, <laughs> on the little on the little trolley wagon. But like, no, I was not aware of this. I know Kids Bop from the commercials and being everywhere. With the idea being, we take songs that exist in, in our world and we let kids sing them, and then we present them to you as new media. And I hate it. I hate this genre of music a lot. I will say that 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 pitch that you just made, if I was the executive and someone was like, hey, you know how we all love songs? And I would be like, yeah, I do love songs. And be like, <laughs> you know how sometimes they're like sang really well by professionals? And I'd be like, yeah, I like that too. And then they were right. like, what if we have stupid kids sing them worse? What if I we have stupid not kids sing that show? Them worse? But that being said, and I think I'm I think I'm the outlier here. When I was like, when, when this started and when the intro started and I sent the intro to my brother to be like, did we watch this? And he said, he vaguely remembers it. Uh, when it started, like little me would have loved this because the whole premise of this is like, they're sort of pretending it's a show created by written by and starring kids. I mean, in actuality, there were adults behind the scenes. Clearly. Wait, what? 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 
Are what? You- <laughs> oh, you just blew my mind. I, oh. I'm sorry to pull back the curtain. What a letdown. And it was actually, according to the Wikipedia page, this was pitched by by uh, two people created by Carol Rosenstein and Bruce Gowers, who were music video vets. And, totally ha- makes sense. And, and just had like hundreds of music videos sort of written and directed between the two of them. And again, they were probably like, hey, you know how everyone loves music videos sung by talented bands. What if we did music videos sung by stupid kids? Uh, uh, and people people bought it. But like little me would have been all about this. Like I would be like, whoa, can I be on kids songs? Is this a thing I could do? Sure. I mean, well, I think the, we all would have thought that. The reason why we're doing it is because uh, we're talking with our patrons, Channing Sherman, who said exactly that, that when he was a kid, he uh, saw this and was like, I want to be on this. I could be on this, right? I could be on this. And, yeah. you know, when you have that, it's it's like when you call into the radio station, you're like, I could be on the air. I could be on the air. Yeah. Yeah, which is why, like, which is what I tried to keep in mind. I can suspend my disbelief a little bit better than Ray, but, like, while I was watching this, I mean, I definitely wasn't saying, like, oh, God, I love this, but I was able to say, like, oh, my God, if I was a little kid, I would freaking love this. Yeah. Look, I I am a fan of music. I am a fan. Here's the thing: you say that, but then you, you say that, but you do not. You have never heard the John Fogerty song "Centerfield," so We're I still disagree. talking about this. Look, I would argue that that's not music. It's here's the thing: uh, it directly, you. it's worth talking about because it did directly lead into this. Because when we had Channing <laughs> Sherman on an episode this weekend, I brought it up to say to make fun of both of you yet again because i'll never let it die (laughs) and i fully realize you'll forget you'll forget within a couple of weeks i think here's the thing i fully realize years from now me or chan will remember (laughs) and you'll say that didn't happen that's how i believe this (laughs) that that, that tracks that tracks uh and i'll say who are you guys uh and also i fully realize this will 100 bite me in the ass when there's something i something very obvious that i don't know uh, oh, yeah. uh, but no I brought question. it up to to you know the, the patrons that we had on who all universally derided Ray for not knowing this. Outrageous. And then and then Channing Sherman said, I remember it being on this show, Kid Songs, and tweeted at us the link to to the episode of Kid Songs where they sing that song. And and Chan Chan thought it was this uh episode, which it turned out it was not. <laughs> which is weird because he gave you a link, Chan. So how did we end up here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gave a link to this song, but the oh, full okay. episodes. Because I looked up the episode listings and I saw one, and like it had uh, that Centerfield song on it, and then it had something like March of the Gladiators. I'm like, the Whoa. fuck are you doing? Fun playing a Gladiator song for children. So I wanted to find that, uh, and it turns out that they did a reboot ten years later in the '90s, mm. and uh, for some reason, like that episode title comes up twice. So I Fair got enough. the other one, and then I was like going through, it, I'm like. None of these songs are no, what's happening. Then I got to the end of it. I'm like, I'm not watching another episode of this. I'm just not. We're <laughs> going to be watching this one. And that's all there is to it. That's fair. Now, to be fair, they did this show, a kid's songs in the eighties. And as you said, they rebooted in the nineties. We're talking about the nineties version. This is episode nine practice makes perfect. So, you know, this is kind of a nice kid's theme of, you know, you got to try hard and you can get good at stuff. And, and, and I appreciated that, you know, uh, as somebody who doesn't try very hard, um, <laughs> I appreciate this lesson uh, as a grown-up. 
Uh, yeah, I, uh, again, I sort of, and I sent my brother the 80s intro instead of the one that we watched because because mm. I, I figured that would be what he knows better. He was a little bit out of the age group for the 90s version. And he was like, I, I kind of remember this. And when it started, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember this intro. And it's it's pretty it's a pretty straightforward show of like you know there's 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 little kids in the intro they sort of discover an abandoned TV studio and they're thinking about how if we clean it up we can make our own show here. Oh. Uh, uh, and they're the they're the camera people. Which by the way, in this episode, lady was behind the camera and a lady was the was the the DP. And I like that. I like that message. The little yeah. progressive. We're doing it. No, the uh, diversity uh, here is a lot stronger than there is in Hollywood today. So that's yeah, exactly. They, it was a very diverse, wonderful and sad, uh, diverse crew, diverse cast. Uh, uh, but the one thing I didn't remember is that there's a fucking like hallucinogenic <laughs> blue mushroom man. Yeah. What was that about? And I have no idea how it fits into the theme of like kids making shows and singing songs. But I guess they figured like, well. You know, kids have a short attention span, so put like a creepy dude in a fucking blue, blue like ma- alien mouse outfit that occasionally yeah. pops up on the desk and is like, Let's- "Hey, kids!" Uh, and I did not remember that; it was very <laughs> jarring. I don't blame you for blocking it out. Let me go over the plot of kids' songs because honestly, this uh, theme song, Chan, you got to agree. This pretty much lays out everything you like in a theme song, right? Tells you exactly, and it's very long. And it tells you exactly <laughs> who these it. people are and what they're doing and how we got here. And it tells the so going coming in. I had no questions, <laughs> but I also had a lot of questions. I love uh, it. I like this theme song. I've been humming it around my uh, apart my house all day, replacing certain words with butts and poop as I do. But it was catchy. Brand. It's catchy. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, can we can we hear a little bit of this theme song? Actually, now that I think about it. Uh, I, I think it's important for the people at home to really understand where we're coming from, and then I'll lay out the plot as I understand it. <laughs> Went to the TV station and we asked the question, can we use a studio? Please don't you say no. We'll learn how to use it. Yes, we're gonna work hard. We'll be so creative and put on our show. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you've got it. Now that sounds more like a threat to me yeah, than it yeah. does uh, a promise. Yeah, if you just change if you just change the intonation just a little bit, uh, we're gonna be coming to your city or town. Oh no, one hundred percent, you're wrong about the pitch because the pitch was. You know how it's really creepy when like a choir of children <laughs> sings like a nursery rhyme in like a horror trailer and you're like, you're like ring around the road. What if we do that but like a TV show on PBS and like what if they like make it in a, like a major key? You're like, "All right, just sign the fucking checks, man." <laughs> Yeah, I will. I will also say, and again, I, I'm I'm a fan of this, or or little me would be a fan of this. Uh, but but this like really hammered home to me how spoiled I've become by current day <laughs> reality shows. 
because <laughs> because basically like you know the, the again the premise of the show is these kids are, are are putting together their own show and they have sort of like desk bits in between these music videos which are all like public domain oh, songs like oh Susanna so yeah uh, uh instead of like really so I was like oh my god the songs are terrible it's just oh Susanna but they'll they'll throw to like a music video like they'll be like and they, you know like we're singing oh Susanna down on the ranch and then it'll show kids around horses and singing and like there is choreography but it's the most basic ass like okay kids like clap your hands and move your head to the left clap your hands and move your head to the right and well, after just like i just watched uh uh the 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 like billy elliot scenes with spider-man with young spider-man mm. uh what the fuck's his name no idea what you're talking about right now I am lost. Oh, re- uh, oh, re- like re- uh, oh, the- I am legend. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, no, it's you know what's his butt, Spider Man, new uh-huh. Spider Man, mm-hmm. new Spider Man hanging out with Billy Elliot, the, Miles the Scottish TV he star. He was fucking Billy Elliot. Whoa! Why would he be what? fucking Billy? Gina, are, now, are you sure that's, this is the kind of movie underage. that you saw on Disney Plus? Not a fan. No, I don't approve of this at all. People not know this. Uh, 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 um, wait, fuck, what's his name? Not Toby. Is, Tom Holland. Is Tom Gina Holland. mad at us because we don't know the thing that she also does not know? No, yeah, this she's, is, she's this really is enraged new, over the fact new, she made something up and we don't know what she's talking about. It's very clear. New Spider-Man, Tom Holland, got his start on Broadway in Billy Elliot. So every time people repost that fucking lip sync battle where he's doing singing in the rain and everyone's like, oh, my God, look at what a great dancer he is. Like, go and go and look up Tom Holland, Billy Elliot. And. And the choreography for these like 10 year olds starring in Billy Elliot is amazing. Like I could live a thousand lifetimes and never be as good at dancing as these kids are. And there are other kids shows like America's got like America's kids got talent or whatever the, the like kids version of the adult reality shows are. So when this started and they started the choreography of like clapping and, and stopping their feet in the <laughs> rhythm, I was like, this is it. And they do it for every music video. Like I thought it would get better. <laughs> I thought they would at least like do some actual steps, but the choreography is so, so bad. And so I was just like, man, I am spoiled by, by the two thousands. Also side note, as someone who worked on a kid's TV show, which like also had a had the had like adults who could work more than two hours at a time. This <laughs> must have been a nightmare to make <laughs> with that many kids, and they have to sing and and do like clapping in time. This must have been so terrible. See now, this is where I got confused where Gina was talking because when she said Billy Elliot, I took her to mean Scottish actor Billy Connolly. Oh my God, you're the it's one of the most famous musicals of the past like, 15 years. You're the worst. Well, Gina, apparently it came out in the year 2000, so you're wrong about that, too. That's within 15 years in my mind. <laughs> Listen, 10 years ago was 1990, and nobody <laughs> will ever be able to convince me otherwise. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, but I was thinking, like, what was what was Tom Holland doing with Billy Connolly dancing? Oh, my God. And it turns out nothing. He was doing nothing in that particular regard. So don't worry about me. Now, let me break down the story of kids songs. The story goes, there was a TV station in this 90s version, at least. And it was already up and running and and fully together. Kind of like a a local public access station near as I can tell. It was abandoned. 
uh, in no, the 80s it definitely version, wasn't. maybe, but not in the no. 90s. Not in what I watched oh, today. Oh, okay. I'm getting confused. In the 80s no. version, it was abandoned, and they find yes. it, which is way cooler, oh, was it really? by the way. Yeah, Wait, they go in, too. and things are covered by dust. And... Oh, did you watch the theme song or something? Yeah, I watched the 80s theme uh, song, like okay, the 80s this one, intro. You, they are like cleaning up a studio, but it, it was like they went to the station and said, can we have a show? And they're like, uh, and, and then they're like, oh, we'll de- I mean, we'll do all the work ourselves. And then you see them sort of like cleaning up. So it's like, you know, like maybe they just got like a shitty oh. studio that no one was using. And that's you know. just it. It's oh, a shitty okay. uh, public access channel station that like two people were doing conspiracy videos out of. But uh, it's <laughs> otherwise fallen into disrepair. <laughs> yeah. This pile of children storms in and says, we want to make shows. And the people are like, ah, I don't know. And then they're just like, well, we'll clean and operate literally everything. And they were like, well, fuck, we can't afford a cleaner. So, yes, you children can work off uh, the the price of doing this by (laughs) managing the studio. So the story goes, they have made a show with kids, by kids, for kids, where in theory, children uh, occupy every single role from from the booth to the camera operators to the, you know, the, the, the. The showrunner, everything is kids, except for the fact that we see there are two adult characters who like are running the station who for some reason have no problem leaving them virtually unsupervised. Now, through all of this madness of them creating a studio news program, which is just them throwing to various children's music videos, (laughs) they also somehow, I don't know if they accidentally performed a satanic ritual, but they brought this deformed blue costumed character named Billy Biggle, whose size is very dependent on which camera we're using, apparently, because he's either about six inches tall or he's six feet tall, given the angle. I'm just not sure. And the children have decided they're going to hide the existence of Billy from the people who run the station, but additionally put him on television at the same time. I don't know how this dichotomy breaks down. Maybe maybe adults can't see the character character but i saw the character i'm so confused as to what is happening in the story of billy biggle who seems like he's more so a mischievous imp who is interrupting the broadcast to annoy people than actually helping or serving in the creation of this program i Uh, feel like the thing that i latched on to was like my god there were so many shows in the 80s and i suppose the 90s too where kids are keeping a secret from adults. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how much uh, child abuse was going on that like in the cartoons, we had to <sighs> teach kids, there are some things you just don't tell, you know, like uh, um, CPS, okay? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, so like uh, when when they had to let uh, Mr. Snuffle, Snuffle Up, I guess, out, like yeah. reveal that because like right. teaching kids bad things. Like now everything looks dark and horrible to me looking back. Well, and the thing is, that's one of the many reasons that I love uh, Sesame Street because they didn't just like put on a show like they were like, let's get fucking child psychologists in here. And the whole the whole thing with Snuffle Up, I guess, was that. You know, they changed the wording of it originally because originally it was he was an imaginary friend and and you're not telling people about them. And then the child psychologist basically said, well, you don't want to teach kids that if they tell an adult about something, they won't believe them. Mm-hmm. So instead, they had kids on the show say, "I like, I have this friend Snuffleupagus. And the adults said to them, like, oh, that's great. Instead of saying, well, that's like he's not real, basically. Uh, uh, a little little Sesame Street backstory for you. But I will I will also say 
you know, watching watching this and and like seeing seeing the weirdness that is Billy Biggle. Is that his name? Uh, Billy <laughs> Biggle is his name. Yes. Yeah. It's also weird. Like, I don't like that the first half of his name is like a real name. Like, like I like, like Snuffleupagus, like that's not a real thing, but this seems like, Oh, Oh, it's, it's a guy who just dresses like this. His name is Billy. It's the same problem I have with <laughs> oh, Billy Elliot. I'm like, why are you giving it a real yeah, name when it's clearly just some like <laughs> fantastic homunculus that uh, doesn't exist. Just in uh, Gina's head. <laughs> but, but like one of my, one of my issues, which again, I think as a kid, I would have loved this because I would have been like, they're just like me. These kids are clearly not actors. Like they are, what? they are not good. They're not, you know, like, and, and sort of, sort of contrast this with the one channel that I didn't have, which was the Disney channel where their mm. whole thing is that they're polished kid actors doing things. Oof. That's and almost are- worse though. These are kids. Oh, of course. In in the real world, it's worse. But like these are kids who can't really sing or dance or act. And they're they're like acting opposite this imaginary or this not imaginary creature, this gargoyle escaped from hell, Billy Biggle. <laughs> and he sure shows up and they're like, hey there, Billy Biggle. How are you doing today? And it's just so the kid that's like the star of this, the kid that wants to be the magician is just the worst like kid actor I've ever Boy, seen. He- he disappears when the spotlight's on him, doesn't he? He <laughs> and really. Also, by the way, when like the big payoff is that he wants to be this assistant, and then he does jack shit. Okay, we'll to- talk about that, Gina, because I have a lot of thoughts about this magic show as well. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's just. So uh, uh, they took over the studio, and kids are involved in every part of production. That's what we want to know. We open up with a whole conversation about we want a magician for the show. So the kids have this idea, like we're going to have this children's magician named rainbow wizard which okay uh parts one i assumed it was a clansman first off and two as but they like, spent but about like gay yes. clan the gay clan <laughs> yeah because it's the rainbow wizard or yeah, i guess why do why do rainbows make you think of the clan uh at, <laughs> at this i don't time, think it was the rainbow like... part i was worried about Sheena. <laughs> uh i i think uh uh rainbows were still kind of associated with uh greenpeace more mm. than uh, um, uh, LGBTQA rights, so Probably. like, okay, uh, maybe it's he's supposed to be like an environmental. No, wizard. had he been a pride wizard, yes, I maybe would have had a different idea. But uh, if somebody comes up to me on the street wearing a cloak and he says, "I'm the Rainbow Wizard," I'm mm-hmm. just going to assume he lost his hood. Like that's it, <laughs> uh, Ray. If someone comes up to you and says they're the Pride Wizard, that's probably not either because it's probably white pride. Also, oh, you know no, what? you're right. Yeah. Oh, no, I would have trusted that man. Yeah, you would have. Yeah. But also, you know what? Like poor actual wizards, because like they're getting a bad rap. They just like when they were little, they decided they wanted to go into the magical arts. And then they spent like years studying magic to get their wizard hat. And someone was like, hey, you fucking racist. And they were like, what? I just like magic. No, they could have gone with the more eminently cool moniker of Warlock, and I still get the same ideas, except I have no, uh, com- you know, uh, uh, messing that with the Ku Klux Klan. I'm just saying there's no affiliation if you call yourself a Warlock. Uh, I feel like Warlock has other bad Nope, nothing bad. I can't think of a single thing other than those cool movies from the early 90s, which actually were awesome. So, no, nothing Julian nothing Sands. negative whatsoever. I prefer the term necromance for myself. Well, now that, Chad, like is a little different. To romance um, the neck. Yeah, I'm going to nope, give you a Chad, hickey I, on your neck. 
I That's don't. I don't. What that means. I don't think you've got it right there, and I do believe there are negative implications of necromancers uh, as well. Let, but let's just go ahead and move forward. So uh, they have to the, the kids group together to talk to the two station heads, who are most decidedly adults, and they have to convince them we need a magician on the show, and they talk them into it. They talk about I don't even know what they said. Who cares? But no, they said let's bring on a magician. We want we want him to teach us how to do tricks. And like the the adults are like, mm, I don't know about that. And they're like, oh yeah, no. But also the uh, value of like working hard and you there know you like go. getting good at something. So like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Sure, uh, kid. Do we have to pay him? No. Great. Bring him on. Bring him yeah, in. That's fine. We have no money. Um, and we also learned that one of our two, uh, you know, uh, what do they call them? The desk jockeys or the, the the anchors of the show, if you will, because they literally set it up so it looks like a local TV news desk, which I thought is a weird take. On, on how we want to present this show. But in the 90s, we, that's how we did things. Oh, and one of them... I liked this, though. I, I think, like, especially, you know, like, uh, uh, the, the sort of, like, Linda Ellerby kids news was was big yep. back in the 80s, which, which, again, I freaking loved. Like, kids sort of delivering you delivering you the news. So, to me, this is, this is a, a, like, a, a, you know, sort of a clever way to format this of, like, a news desk and then throwing it to... To you know, like it's 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 sort of set up like a light night late night show where there's desk bits and then there's there's a sketch with the magician and then in between that is is they're throwing to like music videos. So I actually this was a structure that I appreciated rather than just like all all chaos and, and kids talking about shit with no structure. Uh, that's fair. Is what you're saying? Yes, yeah, podcast. Uh, and to be fair, uh, the big '80s uh, Linda Ellerby Nick News show you're talking about, of course, started in 1992, but what? it was well known in the '80s, as we all know. Now, well, to be fair, I mean, the, the fact idea- that this the fact that this existed at the same time that this show was being made actually, to me, makes it okay. The the idea of uh, like it used to be that newscasters were figures that had respect, and so like being yes. at a news desk sure. uh, was like a very adult thing uh now it's just like any racist asshole can just get you know in front of a green (laughs) screen and be like let me tell you the news if i see somebody Uh, on tv behind a news desk i actually feel i trust them less at this point i do i really do yeah you know it's kind of a sad state of affairs but if i see a youtube video and the person starts behind the desk i'm immediately like what's this fucking wacko have to tell me (laughs) and it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that they're behind a desk i don't know it's like they need to prove to me that they that their words will have impact and true meaning and be the truth. But the fact you feel out the gate, you need to win my trust with this tells me you're trying to sell me some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm crazy. So disagree. Okay. But we learned that the two kids have things they practice who are the anchors. The young lady practices her piano every day and the young man, he practices dance two hours every day. Yeah, there there was. There is here's what? The, this. I get that the theme of the Hold show on. is like, oh, oh, yeah, never mind. No, no, we we skipped over previews, which was kind of interesting. Like, oh, uh, we did, but who cares? We're gonna Wait, get to I it. I don't even remember this. I want to hear about it. They just they're just like, here's what we got coming up, and they played like a little snippet of the frog song and uh, oh, Uba Wuba yeah. and Oh Susanna. And right. I was like, what the f- hey, what's going on here? Oh, it's Battlestar okay. Galactica intro, but for kids' <laughs> news or kids' songs. <laughs> 
It was really, 100%. Yeah, I will also really say, upsetting. like, and I'm sure we'll go through this when the songs come up, but there were some songs oh, where I was like, did they invent this for this? Because I have never, I, yes. I've never heard that fucking frog song. The, no, yes. and nobody's ever sung Uba Wooba. <laughs> don't, don't fucking. Well, we'll hear every song in its entirety on this on this show, right, Chan? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? We're hearing every uh, song uh, in its entirety? Yeah. I had to, it, God in damn its, it. In its entirety. Uh, but I will say that this, and I asked Chan to get me a, a sound bowl because there's a, I, I get that, you know, the the theme of this is like practice makes perfect and i do think it's a good lesson to to teach kids to like oh tr like try it something and you'll get better uh, but at some point that like they're like talking about how how much another girl practices her skating yeah and it is a weird amount of time for no, a that's little what kid i'm saying what kid dances two hours a day like what, I, yeah, I think what, for the what skating they even say hours a day they don't even limit it to two hours a day. they say she practices her skating for like hours a day yeah hold on a lot of us kids songs kids have serious hobbies so we know a lot about practicing we sure do melanie ice skates for hours every day and i practice the piano every chance i get i'm a dancing man yeah, yeah, hours a day. Melanie man. practices her ice skating for hours a day. And that's like not that's not a good that's not a good lesson. And also like as someone who I literally did from the time I was five years old, every single thing that I could. My mom would basically bring sure. home a permission slip and say, do you want to do gymnastics? Here's what gymnastics are. And I would say, yes, I do want to do gymnastics. She would bring home something and say, do you want to do town baseball? Yes, here's what baseball is. Yes, I do. So like I was doing every single sport, every single thing imaginable because I want I didn't want to miss out and I wanted to do everything. And I loved it all. I took dance lessons. But like they were all they were all hobbies. I wasn't like going home and being like I need to practice tap dancing for hours. Yeah. Uh, they were things that, like is... I would go, I would play baseball for the hour that I was on the team in the town. And then I would come home and, and you know, like do do eat dinner and watch cartoons or whatever. Like if you're a little kid, you're practicing skating, like you better be fucking Oksana Bayul at some that's point it. if that's you're... what it is. What you're teaching the kids through this is you need to be obsessive compulsive about your hobbies. Otherwise, why <laughs> fucking bother? Now, there is a moment later in the show where we have some kids who are just like, man, he's really good at dancing and she's really good at piano. And and she spends literally every waking second on the ice rink. But I just fucking suck. Oh, my favorite part of the episode, which again, which I will, which when we get to, I will explain why yeah. it's every Remember, comedian. Ray, when you told Gina to shut the hell up because we're going to get to that exact <laughs> hey, you know bit. what? Why don't I take a little bit of my own advice? <laughs> so we get to our first actual song of the thing, and it's the Fuba Wuba John song, and it's celebrating the tuba. Uh, Chan, can we hear a little bit of Fuba Wuba John? Do you really want that? I want to inflict it on our audience, yes. Well, fair enough. Fuba Wuba John is an adult man playing the tuba. Yes. And so I don't know why he's not called Tuba Wuba John. It's okay. Wouldn't that make a lot more sense? Instead, <laughs> uh, to be fair, Gina, the tuba is for us and by us. I believe. Oh, I believe it's. 
It's Uba Wuba, not Fuba Wuba. I got Fuba Wuba out of it. I was listening oh, intently. I think for the, Uba for the Wuba is correct because yeah. Look, I if it's I want to call it I want to call it Fubu. <laughs> That's all I want to do is call it Fubu. That's it. But yeah, it's just kids clapping in front of a, a, a man with a crazy mustache in a tuba outfit yeah, playing the tuba. And they're going, Uba Wuba. John, while he's playing the what's tuba. What's really upsetting about this video, this though. No, never in my life. But it's like, it's like you know, wide shots of kids dancing. And then every so often, they just do an ultra zoom on the tuba player's face. And he bugs his eyes out really far. And it's very Ooh. upsetting. It's very, very upsetting the way they chose to shot this video. That is definitely a note that I had. I was like, why, why is that such a big close-up? I'm <laughs> deeply concerned about this. Did John, the tuba player himself, I assume that's his name, did he put into his contract, I'll be in it, but I need at least three bug-eyed close-ups during the video <laughs> or you could fucking kiss my ass. I think um, I think at some point a line is like, saw a frog chase a dog, ooba ooba John. And I was like, this you are right. not trying hard enough on this no, song. No, this is not this is not a thing. Uh, so we cut back to the studio. You don't yes. have to try hard. All you have to do is have it air. When it airs, you get a cut for writing the song. No, look, mm. here's the thing. If the lesson of the episode is you need to practice until it's perfect, they're going with first drafts of these songs, and I don't approve. <laughs> Oh, Jacqueline's hobby is writing songs. She practices it for 30 seconds a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we cut back to the studio. We show more examples of people practicing uh, and the magic and the kid. It's like uh, this kid, Mark, is a, is, a, is Eli. I love magic, and he's doing some of the shittiest tricks. Uh, you know to what? Be fair, I, I, I thought that at first, and then I was thinking if I was I, – I don't know how old these kids are. I'm going to go with eight. Uh, okay. uh, they look, they look between seven and 10 years old. Like each of these children yeah. is 32 years old. Yeah, just so you yeah. know, there's no yeah. one like above the age of 12, basically. Uh, uh, and, and if I was an eight year old and one of my peers was like, watch me make these sugar cubes disappear, even though as an adult, I know he's palming them and he's palming them very poorly. As a kid, wow. I would be like, holy crap, wow. that's cool. No, you know, I will say he opens with the palming, the sugar cubes and the coins or whatever. And I actually thought that was his best trick. And he opened with it and then and then turns into like, look, when I shake this pencil, it because it looks rubbery. And I'm like, why? How you, you don't know how to build a goddamn show. You opened with the best thing you know how to do. And then it's just bullshit. It's just pure bullshit the rest of the way. Mark, I'm mad at you. I hope he doesn't choose you. No, I'll say it right now. I hope you don't get chosen. He knows the kids have a limited attention span. <laughs> They're going to be blown away by that first one. And then anything after that's going to be, uh, you know what? I think I saw him like touch that with his finger. Uh, no, it couldn't have been. Couldn't have it's been. Because that first one was so amazing. Like, yeah, it's magic. He's literal magic. Complete, complete bullshit. Also, I'm very they mad have access to a, an actual, I'm assuming, magical creature in Billy Buggins or whatever his For name is. Billy Buggins. That's what we're calling him. Yep. <laughs> like, you his know, name, I, don't, I don't know his what name, he is. <laughs> uh, for you, Ray, who is complaining that you don't know what size he is. Big, little, big old. Oh yeah, okay. You so. know what? I hate him more now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's did fair. not help. You should did absolutely uh, <laughs> that his name is descriptive of what he does. It's like John Miller. Like fuck you. I know you work at a mill. You don't have to <laughs> fucking make that your name again. Your I hate job that, is not what you are. I hate that he has a normal first name. Just call him Bagel. At least that sort of is indicative of a creature 
But if you're calling it Billy Bagel, then like people are like, hey, Billy, over here. And then that freak shows up and parents oh, are like, I'd, I'd be oh, my upset. God, when you said you were sleeping over at Billy's house, I assumed he was a kid from your grade, not a demon from a hell dimension. <laughs> uh, that speaks to poor parenting. If you don't know that your kid is sleeping over in a hell dimension, that's on you, really. That's true. That's that to is be true. Fair, this is very very fair. Uh, so we 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 now go back to our second oh, also, song. Also, um, yes, because uh, this was the scene where the girl like comes up and he's like, "Why don't we go? Uh, uh, let's see if I can." Hey, while we're on the subject of practicing, why don't we go to that video we made? Practice makes perfect. Her voice is so high. I literally <laughs> thought someone ADR'd her, and it was like, uh, like for some reason they decided they wanted to uh, go with like a really super childish voice and then the second time she shows up in the show i'm like no i think that might be her actual voice i'm like oh god that's uh hey kid why is your horrible i don't know what jen you don't know what kids sound like uh my child is three years old and his voice is deeper than that that he's a boy you don't know what little little girls have little girl voices Mm, mm. No, I'm upset by all of this, and I'm ready to move on. <laughs> the second song we get right here is Practice Makes Perfect, another song that I swear to God they must have made up. They yeah, must have I made it up. I had also never heard this this song before either. Um, it's it's offensive and terrible. And oh, Well, it's about soccer, and they just show like oh, yeah. there's a lesson here. It's just like, kid, when you try something, you're going to suck at it. But if you <laughs> yeah. want, If you actually put in any effort at all, you'll get moderately okay at it. Yeah, and you know what? I, I wish I wish being the ADHD uh, perfectionist uh, growing up that I, w- I wish I would have been received this lesson at a very young age, because generally I'll try something. And if I'm not great at it right away, I fucking hate it. and I walk away from it. And yep. I think that's the ADHD inside of me yeah. uh, saying, like, you're not good enough at this. Everyone hates you for doing this thing you suck at. Why are you wasting everyone's time and your own? Why don't you fucking die? I think that's what ADHD does to everybody, yeah. right? But Basically, here's the thing. Yeah. You, could, you alternatively could have been like me who did everything and was amazing at it, right, from oh, the get-go. Well, that, so. well <laughs> to be fair, I mean, didn't are you, were you amazing, Gina, or did your bougie Booten Township uprising just pay people to tell you you were good at it? <laughs> These are the questions. They have to linger because we'll never really get the answer. We'll never really know the no, truth. No, I was very much. I was very much good at some things. I was very fast. So, so cross country and track, I was great at, and not good at other things. For instance, I I remain really not very well coordinated to this day. Uh, yes, but uh, you were excellent at all the physical things you tried to do. Yet you have no <laughs> sense of coordination. I believe my premise is gaining some traction. No, I'm, I'm Guys, saying I was good at some things and and not great at others. But they're right. You get slightly better with with practice. Uh, you I know what I hear? I like this song. Gina's never been good at tipping. She <laughs> will not tip. She will even not tip. If she's being horrible at a restaurant. She'll just be like, you know what? These these peons don't deserve it. Well, yeah. we actually have, guys, we have a special Patreon-only episode that Gina will not be a part of, but we invite <laughs> members of Gina's family, uh, her brother, <laughs> uh, any you know parents uh, that we can get a hold of, and and we're going to just basically ask questions about what it was like to grow up in bougie <laughs> Booton Township. Uh, I Unfortunately, like, you know, I need to actually get a hold of, of the royal scribes in order to get some <laughs> of this information, and they're going to tell us the straight story. Gina, you're not allowed on the show. 
but it's yes. going to be a tell-all. Gina Ippolito, the bougie early years. Yes. We're going to yes. learn, was she really good at soccer or did she keep falling <laughs> over and her and people kept shouting goal because they yeah. were paid to. I'm sure my, I'm sure my uh, middle-class public school teacher parents, uh, Allegedly. kids of very poor immigrants, will be very receptive to this line of questioning that mm-hmm. implies Excellent. that they were very mm-hmm. rich. <laughs> I think I think it's all going to play out. So look for that uh, coming soon on our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Now, we cut back away from this song. I, and no, they, hold on. Yes. I just got to say that I do not approve of this baby playing soccer. Uh, okay, yeah, the baby playing yeah. soccer blew my fucking mind because I, the baby seemed only partially aware a ball was there, uh, but was still dribbling it better than my kid can, and my kid is considerably older. No, it's, I, it's upsetting I, fucking, to see that. I will tell you what. I hated this, and I hated this kid. <laughs> Because, first of all, there's like other bigger kids there who don't want to play soccer with a baby. Like they're not mm-hmm. like little kids never want to play a sport with a baby because they're a bit they're big kids and they're playing. But in the end, the baby sits on the soccer ball, and all I can think is like fucking dirty ass diaper baby butt <laughs> on that soccer ball that some bigger kid yep. is gonna pick up and then gonna be like, why does my hand smell like fucking baby poop? I do not approve of this baby on the field. Nope, uh, I think the baby on the field, and there's no, again, because it's only kids, unfortunately, they need kids to be the supervisors of the baby, and they're terrible at this job, so the baby is just wandering the field in the middle of the soccer game. However, I will have you know, that baby grew up to be Freddie Adu, a genius-level soccer player, so that was, you know, thank you. prodigy. Uh, a, prodigy. thank you for having uh, one football <laughs> name on tap that you could uh, bring up, because I have zero. Yeah. Uh, second, is this a bad time to let you know that uh, while uh, my kid was over there last time, Gina, he uh, <laughs> no. sat on your pillow uh, on your bed and just was like rubbing around. I'm like, oh, oh man. boy! And I didn't find yeah. out till we got home that he had pooped his <laughs> pants. He he doesn't wear diapers anymore because he's not. Uh, no. Um, uh, well, he, he Gina, I'm glad. Trained, but. I'm glad you still have that katana lying around. Now you can take it to that pillow and get a new one. Look, we've had we've had a, several discussions about. We were all maybe going to go to a to like a public sort of swimming hole type situation. <laughs> And and I and, home, and some of my home. friends have kids, and I said, "How are you going to keep your kid from pooing or peeing in that thing?" Not and gonna. Was told, and was told that they have to wear a swim diaper. But then, but then someone said they're going to lie about their kid kid wearing a swim diaper, and it <laughs> grossed me out. <laughs> you realize that if they're potty trained, they're not going to just go shitting everywhere, especially in a pool. <laughs> You're telling. They, they hit the water and they're not immediately peeing. There are some adults that do that, okay? When you Listen, say Gina, some it was adults, one time. Gina. Yeah. I apologize profusely. And of course, <laughs> when you say pool, <laughs> you, you mean bowl of soup at your last party. Look, I, I don't know how I got be, in I there. I just want to be able to enjoy soup in my own home. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pee in the soup. Listen, uh, 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 are we kink shaming now? Is that what the show's suddenly become? <laughs> How dare you? Look, we're barely through any of this episode of kids songs. I'm going to progress a little further. You were, we a, and you thought at the beginning, you're like, are, is this even a thing? Should we? Oh, I knew better. I, I should have known better. I was like, this is kind of a more, more of a, my three dad show. And you're like, I, can we even do it? I'm like, I think yeah, we'll be fine. Well, as soon as I saw Billy Biggle show up, I was like, oh, we have no problems here. That's 90 minutes by itself. Um, <laughs> on the concert. Him now. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. 
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Are you bored with Nan's best friend? Sorry, Fido. We're going to have to drown you. (laughs) Why not try Man's first cousin? At PetsOvernight.com, we've got every primate in stock, from spider monkeys to gorillas. You'll love your new best friend. Mommy, Jim Jim bit me. Oh, yeah, then you just bite him back then, okay, honey? PetsOvernight.com, delivering little bundles of love in a box directly to your door. Now, back to G.I. Joe. We, we cut back to another scene where they're just like, where the fuck is this wizard? And then nobody seems to know what a cowboy is, which was the most upsetting thing to me, where they're like, is it a cow who's a boy? Like, what the fuck? No. That's, no. What, that's specifically what Billy Biggle says. Well, Billy Biggle's would, a fucking idiot. Which would make sense if he's from an alternate hell dimension and has never seen yeah, cowboys true. that he's saying, what are these? Can I eat their bones and drink their blood? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Billy Biggle. Uh, but also, can I just say that like, th- there is one thing that I hate throughout this. Now, as mentioned earlier, a lot of there are a lot of women behind the camera, which I which I enjoy. And Great. they're they're directing and they're and they're DPing and they're they're doing all this stuff. But the wannabe magician whose name is Mark, I believe. Mark. Uh, yep. he he has a job. And yes, he, he is does. not doing that job because he's he not. is forcing the crew of this television show to watch his amateur magic. If there was any job, any fucking job in entertainment <laughs> that should not be that it is a stage manager and that yeah. is deeply offensive to yeah. my theater yeah. soul and and here's the thing so he because he hears that this he basically hear this is my worst nightmare on every set by the way is is someone working behind the camera who wants to be talent so this stage manager very important job has decided that today he's not doing his job because there's a magician coming later and he wants to angle to be his assistant. So all of these little girls have to pick up the slack. So basically at some point they're like, where's Mark? No one's seen him. I think he's practicing his magic. And they're like, okay, that sucks. I guess I'm going to do his job. And then these little girls fill in for him. And at some point someone even says, a little girl says to him, he, he, he forces her to watch his magic. And her response is, that's great, Mark. But don't you think you should be doing your job? And he says, no, a famous magician is coming later and I want to be his assistant. So, no, I shouldn't be doing his job. Let those little cunts fill in for me because they can they can pick up the slack and learn that they're going to they're going to be doing this for men their entire life. So it gets worse later because when he's confronted with his superior 
who is also a woman. He's like, I'm so sorry. Please don't do it. Please, please don't. No, I'm so sorry. I, put, I promise I won't do it again. So like he's not only being misogynist, but he's also being uh, uh, political and craven and uh, yeah, he, sassy. He, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I hate this little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's teaching everyone bad lessons because I want at some point I wanted him to get his comeuppance. Like at some point I wanted someone to say, hey, like it's it's great that you're practicing your craft, but you need to do that on your own time instead of assuming that girls around you will pick up your slack for you without complaining. Basically, they'll do your job and shut their mouths, shut their pretty little mouths. And I think that this kid grew up to be someone in entertainment that took credit for all of the girl's work while Makes he was sense. really just, you know, drinking his Jack Daniels or whatever it is men do these days. No, that's what they do. This checks out. Something happened to me. I, just, I have <laughs> just just closets full of Jack Daniels. I keep mine out in the open. I don't know. Um uh, so I have two thoughts about this whole segment. I mean, one, yeah, Mark is a complete and utter uh, asshole. Look, for those of you who don't do theater, who haven't been a part of this environment, the stage manager in the production <laughs> is literally the one solitary person who has to have their shit together. Yes. The only person who has to take it seriously, quite frankly, in the entire production and the one who has all the worry stress of the world, the only one who needs to care is the stage manager. So if that's the one person you lose, um, you can kiss your entire production goodbye. <laughs> the second thing, so that's a bad situation with Mark. The second thing is this moment crept into me as we now spend our third straight segment wondering where the magician is and is he going to show up? I thought to myself, is the magician Godot? And are we going to spend the whole episode waiting for this uh, rainbow wizard to show up and have him never arrive, thus forcing Mark into the spotlight to have to do his shitty ass magic show oh, wow. in lieu of the actual magician? Oh, interesting. Is this the angle the story is going? That's it turned twist. out to not be the case, but you could see why maybe I started to feel this way. I can feel that way. Yeah. Uh, considering that his second trick was the wiggly pencil trick. Oh, God. Uh, uh, here's the thing. Uh, at that age, 100% love that trick. Uh, and I'm going to show it to uh, my kid someday and he's going to, his mind's going to be blown. And then I'm going to show it to him and then he's going to be uh, the popular kid because he's going to be able to do it at school. Oh, Chan, um, oh no. But uh, what are you uh, doing? I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's is a great it, trick for little kids to see. Yeah. Is it magician level? No. But is it a good trick for this age? 100%. So yeah. I'm okay with it at th that point, but you don't put that on TV. But also, doesn't he, do the pencil, doesn't he also do the pencil sticks to my hand trick here? Yeah, that yeah. one's real old. That's like the first trick you learned when you're a kid. Wait, uh, is I've that, never, but I don't he's know literally just holding before. it there with his other hand, right? Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, correct. Okay, yeah. okay. Because, because well, did you not figure that trick out, no, Gina? I, I did. But then when you said it's, <laughs> it's a trick every kid learns, I was like, but it's so obvious what it does. Was I missing something? Is it actually more complex than it looks? Gina's watching it being like, how the fuck is that pen sticking to his hand? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta book this, I gotta book this kid Mark for all my birthday parties. Oh my I mean, he's probably 45 years old now, but well, to be fair, Gina, this was made in 92. So he, Mark would have just turned 30 during the pandemic. Uh, uh, 
Uh, uh, no, he'd have to be two years what? old. That's the baby soccer playing kid would have just turned 30 during the pandemic. Mark is probably about 35 and probably is on a team at UCB, I assume. Oh. If he hasn't become a, a Republican congressman from Florida, <laughs> given his other actions, that also would hold up. Now, cutting forward. I, I did look yes. it up and I don't think anybody went on to do anything else. That is a shame. Um, yeah, they might, I mean, this that is makes blackmail. sense. Again, they are clearly not real actors. <laughs> A lot of talent in this room. How dare you? So what I would say is, oh, we do Oh Susanna next. Finally, the first song of the whole crew that I've actually heard of before. And it's pretty pedestrian. It's like a guy with a banjo riding a horse and then a kid like kind of on a horse. Yeah. And Oh Susanna. Again. And that's all that's all the notes I took because there's nothing here. And again, this is this is the first two songs. I think they probably made up for this show. But this song is the most quintessential stereotypical public domain song like to the yes. fact yeah. that like i've seen tv shows make jokes about how like they can't they can't get the rights to something so they're like you'll just sing oh susanna uh which makes me mm. think we're like nine episodes into this show at this point how did they mm -hmm. just now get to oh susanna they were oh, holding they... back their trump cards obviously <laughs> yeah. they they repeat some songs so oh, of course they do well, just that's, so you know that's yeah, unacceptable it's really lame uh, uh i will say i did very much recognize the 80s video director uh, stamp on this because there was this one shot uh, the uh, they, as they pass by the old man who's like waving at them. There's this like upshot that you get in a lot of uh, 80s videos. It's like f kind of like near someone's belly button and they're shooting straight up to look like from their chin, you know. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, this looks like, I don't know, uh, um, a men without hat song or something like that. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I feel that. No. I feel that 100%. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. It's hitting me more and more as I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm getting excited. Is it Eric? Yeah. This is exactly. Yes. Chan, you nailed it. <laughs> High five. Um, uh, we, we go back to the studio. We just do more of this practice bullshit. And I just wrote, Billy sucks. Go away. Like, Billy is intruding <laughs> on the broadcast. Like, they're trying to do the show. And he's just appearing to ask r ridiculously stupid questions. Right? Oh, I love how much you hate this character. Oh, I hate him so much. He's just annoying. He's obviously he's obviously demonic. He's obviously an imp of some kind sent to ruin the broadcast. And, and I, they just don't know how to get rid of him. And they made the bad choice of not telling an adult, we need Ghostbusters up in here to take care of this problem. Billy, please leave our broadcast alone. Okay, look, you. you're running a TV station. You have to make some sacrifices. You got to, you know, make some choices that you're not real fond of. Sometimes you sign a deal with the demon and you're stuck <laughs> with him. Oh, and no. You're is like, that how they got the show? How do we get rid of this motherfucker? Some kids wander in and like, hey, can we have a TV show? And you're like, sure. Just sign this contract. Oh, my God. I think it might even go deeper than that, Chan. Because <sighs> if you think about it. Now, if we see the show framed like this, these children are in a cult. Mm -hmm. And all of them are cult members together. This checks out. And, and and they've decided they want to go to get the TV show. Understandably, the people say, no, this idea is terrible. We're not going to, to do this. So they sign away their collective souls to this, to this malevolent creature, Billy Biggle, who they have to hide it, the presence of because they don't want unwanted adult interaction with their cult to unmask it, uncover it, and, and, and you know, shed light on it. But the he Billy Biggle comes through, gets them the TV show, and then wants to be involved with it to remind them how they got the show through oh, his yeah. involvement. But now they have to hide his existence from the adults and look at them. They're obviously a cult. I think this all holds together. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. And this is where we get the circus song, um, which I feel is a real song, but I couldn't place it. I will just say this is the most upsetting circus ever. If Hold this on. is what circuses Hold were on. in the 90s, I'm glad they all went away. <laughs> uh, there's the bit where they all talk about their favorite parts. What do you like best? The big cats. I love the acrobats and the dancing bears. I love clowns because they make me laugh. <laughs> That's our silly Billy. That's our silly Billy. Kill me. Just kill me. Um, like that is that is his role, and everyone's happy with it. Clowns that's, make him laugh, and look, we're like, "That's exactly what we would expect from you, little demonic monstrosity." Yeah, you know they what? Do, it makes they sense. Do, he he very clearly is the the sort of fuck up of this group. Like like I picture Billy as like as all these kids get older, and you know they 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 sort of go into teenhood and then into like their 20s like billy is their friend who like agrees to go to like lunch and get drinks with them but then is like ah can someone spot me like every single time he always <laughs> yeah. asks to be yeah. spotted yeah. and then and then they like have to make him feel they're like a little bit annoyed by him but they have to consistently make him feel better about himself and he keeps like getting jobs but then he's bored at them and at, or like and he's just like oh i quit i quit that job because i really want to be doing something fun you know and they're like Billy, we all have like three jobs. We're in our 20s and like you don't always just get to do a job that's fun. You need to keep one. And he's like, I know you're totally right. Next, I've got an interview like so next week I'm going to and I'm going to really keep this one. Could you guys just spot me for the next few nights? Like I'll totally pay you back. Oh. And they're just loud sighing. And that is that <laughs> is what Billy grows up to be in this friend group. Oh, I already I I feel like I know this, Billy, because it's the kind of person who finally gets the job that you think is going to set them right. And it's right <laughs> in their skill set. It can work. And then like three days later, they, they're on Facebook or whatever being like, hey, anybody know of any jobs out there? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck they're, happened? Like, well, my boss was a bitch. Yeah. They're, like, they're 100 you, Billy. Billy. God damn it. Billy is 100 percent the person that's like <laughs> just like talking about how they really want to get this one job. And if they could just get and for years, they're talking about getting this one job in some field that they really like and it's gonna be great and then slowly like after day one they start complaining about it on facebook and you all see it coming mm -hmm. and then and then they quit and you're like god you said that that was like you waited for so long and then they're like yeah but like i i i told my boss i needed to leave early one day because i had to make it to the hollywood bowl in time for this concert that i have tickets for and he like gave me shit about it and i just don't want to i don't think i should be forced to work for someone who doesn't oh, just let me leave God. <laughs> this is too real if Bill you are laughing Billy. at this right now uh, you should because i think everybody has at least one of these friends. If you aren't <laughs> laughing at this oh, now, oh boy, you, you are the are that you, Yeah. Oh no. And I hope for at least one of you out there in our audience are having a self-actualization moment. <laughs> and you and you write the ship is what I'm trying to say. I want you, I want you to succeed. I want that for you. But Here's please. The thing. I, I personally don't want you to succeed. I want all of your other friends to cut you off until you're sad and isolated and forced to go to therapy to fix yourself before you can make a new group of friends because the baggage is already too much on your old group of friends. See, <laughs> if you're new to the show, the fact that I hold this viewpoint and Gina holds that one is shocking to you. If you've been listening for a long time, you'd understand this is par for the course. 
So cutting back to the thing, the circus, circus, the, all the animals are in tiny cages. Uh, they're making the animals do like they, uh, they circuses stop doing this shit. So I, I just like as a, as a whole in this country, they just said we don't do this anymore because it's upsetting. So what me looking back on a circus being presented as isn't this great? Me turning around being like fucking no. Uh, uh, I it just made me uh, uh, sad. It made me sad to see what was happening over here. Uh, cut yeah. back. This is when Marcus Marcus showing another trick to another young lady. This is the lady who turns to him as Chan said before. Don't fucking forget your job, Mark. This is starting to get tedious. Me that said it. That was me who said that, no, that before. Was it was Chan who said it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Roll the tape. Thank you, Chan. Thank you for saying that earlier. So. We go to our next song because I'm trying to, we're almost done here. Uh, Over in the Meadow, that is a real song. That is a real song that my kid knows. Okay. So I can at least vouch for it. Wait, here's the thing. So I, I didn't recognize this song, but this habit that they have of talking about what's happening in the music video before we see it is exceptionally weird. Because yeah. at some point, they're like, okay, we've got our next song, Into the Meadow. Hey, how'd they get those frogs to stand still? Hey. How'd they do that? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What frogs? Did I miss something? And then they cut to the video and there's like a part like 30 seconds into the video where there's like kids singing behind a bunch of frogs. And I was just like, why would you talk about the music video before we see it? Like, why would you say... Hype! You might you might turn the TV. Oh, if they don't tell you the frog. Oh, frogs the, are about to stand up. I was about to quit this shit. It's, but now it's I the same as the frogs. previews at the beginning. That's What? Or like if you... It's the same as the previews in the beginning. We're like, here's the songs will be coming up. Yeah, but uh, it's so weird because they're talking about shit and I had I and I don't know it. And then they're like, how about all those fields, huh? Look, we filmed in fields. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it's a little weird. It is a little bit weird. Um, okay. So we do that. We have over the meadow. It's fine. There's like animals and kids, and there's like a creek or something. Who gives a shit? So we get over to the wizard finally shows up. So my premise and my theory has been busted right here. The wizard, rainbow wizard showed up. Now, what is it about him that makes him a rainbow wizard? Because he wears a lot of brown. He is, yeah, he is, is wearing funny. he is wearing the most nondescript outfit. He does have a cloak, and I appreciate that. But there ain't nothing rainbow about this, this guy. Oh, I what assume he sells pills to high school students, and they oh. come in a variety of colors. You're not a magician <laughs> if you're gross. not selling drugs to kids. Let me start there first. <laughs> that does track. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was very much expecting Doug Hennig. And when dude shows up just all drab, I'm like, wow, this is a, <laughs> this is a real downer. Like, yeah, I, I will say, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on this magician too much because I'm he's sure, fine. He's sure fine. he's a lovely human being. And, and also, you know, like he's doing tricks for kids. He, he's, he's very just sort of lackluster in his delivery. He knows his audience. Uh, uh, sort of very, very chilled out. Like, sort of like, who wants to see a trick? Uh, here's a trick. Oh, did you know it does this? And I was like, man, put some fucking pizzazz in it, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> so, um, I feel like this is the uh, reputation of uh, uh, children's birthday uh, wizards. Absolutely. Ah. Um, I've never seen one before. I assume that they would be more high energy, but like, I guess if you're, you know, you're like, uh, can we like pay you 30 bucks to like show up and like entertain like 14 uh, six-year-olds yeah. for an hour? And the, I mean, like you're going to get what you pay for at that point. And you're like, yeah, fuck. You want a fucking babysitter for uh 
a dozen plus kids. Sure. Uh, And that's what this dude is. Yeah, that tracks. I just looked up Rainbow Magician because I was curious if this is a real guy who's still really performing. And unfortunately, Uh a a Yu-Gi-Oh card, a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah, there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card called uh, Rainbow Magician. So when you Google Rainbow Magician, all you get is a pile of Yu-Gi-Oh videos and pictures and informational strategies about how to (laughs) use the the I can't even pronounce it right, but it's the Rainbow Magician (laughs) card. There doesn't seem to be any actual current performer calling himself the rainbow magician wait so did you because isn't it rainbow wizard isn't it it's rainbow, rainbow wizard? wizard oh well that's probably why i made my, my mistake <laughs> yeah. you yeah. were the one making a huge deal about how he was called yeah. a wizard earlier what's Look, happening i wanted him to be yeah. called the rainbow magician <laughs> mm-hmm. um it turned out to be no uh the rainbow well uh, the rainbow wizard uh, i you know what he doesn't exist this is what i'm trying to say he disappeared from public eye he unfortunately was apparently in witness protection made the mistake of going on this show and then had to completely change his identity afterwards it was very sad it was very very sad so he's here he does his trick he says hi mark and mark who spent the entirety of this episode saying i want to be the magician's assistant i'm practicing tricks i'm ignoring the most important job on set to do this i'm forcing everyone to pick up my slack he gets the opportunity to be the magician's assistant he does a shitty trick and he get and, and the rainbow uh, wizard uh, pulls the like the coins out from behind his ear and says you're gonna be my assistant great this is great uh, so we have all this put together. We'll pay it off in the next segment. But until then, here's a jump roping child singing Skip to Maloo. Yo, okay. Let me just say, I think the Skip to Maloo might have been the best part of this show. because wow. Because they actually found, like, that little Asian boy can can fucking jump rope. Like, they got actual wow. kids who can, like, and, and it makes sense. Kids love jump roping like I used to do it all the time when I was in Girl Scouts and shit and it's fun and you get really good at it so like it makes sense that they could find kids who could jump rope versus like kids who can dance so this one had the most choreography out of any of the other ones like there is a kid who is dope at jump roping and he's going real fast and he's going to the side and he's going to this side and then there's a girl who's like holding one of her legs while she's like jump roping through the jump rope and I was like all right they they waited a long time to get to a little bit of showmanship but I'm digging it okay you know what there's actual talent involved in the jump roping and I can appreciate where yeah. you're coming from there. Yeah. Okay. Take it all back. Greatest segment in <laughs> history of kids songs. Um, now we cut back to rainbow wizard and thank God, like he, he does an extended set here. Uh, we get, we get to see rainbow wizard work. Uh, I think one of my favorite things is, is he's, he's got the, he's doing the rope trick where he has the piece of rope that it looks like two pieces of rope and he's holding it, you know, the funny way you do it. And he says to the kids and he says, Hey kids, what's one plus one? And one of the kids shouts out one. <laughs> no, Mark does because he knows what's coming. Does no, he no. though, Chan? The, the, girl, does he... the girl says one and Mark says two. Yeah, one of the kids says two correctly. The other kid shouts out one and I lose my shit uproariously. Chan, I didn't want the sound pull, but now I feel like we need the <sighs> sound pull because I want to hear this correctly. Because this shit blew my goddamn mind. How do you not retake this when it's so ridiculous? Now, I'm going to take the middle and bring your hand this way and this way. One and one is what? One. Two. Two? He was right. It's one. He was right. 
Uh, he that's, was right. One that's plus one, said. and he says I, one. I said the girl is the one that's wrong. Absolutely incorrect. The answer to the question: If somebody asks you what's one plus one, and you turn to them and say one, then you don't just come back later and see I was right the whole time. No, you weren't. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's supposed to be the fucking assistant, which means that the correct answer is two. You're correct. the plant. You're the guy that's supposed to make it look amazing. If you're like, I already know how this trick works, guys, <laughs> then you fucked the magician. Yeah, so, the magician says, I'm going to make this girl disappear. And you go, the cabinet's rigged. But, I'm his assistant, my, everybody. My point is that Mark actually got it right. The girl, Mark did get it the right. The girl got it wrong. Yes. I disagree. Because women are stupid. Statement. I understand what Chan is saying. <laughs> don't understand says, what Gina is saying. The magician even says, yes, Mark got it right. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I found all of this to be upsetting and all of this to be terrible. Now, I ask at the end of the day, Mark was very excited about being the assistant. But at the end of the day, this magician goes on for like a good six minutes of act. And Mark doesn't do a goddamn thing. No, he yeah, does he not. He does not. And it's even more infuriating because he because Mark gets off stage so that the magician does all these like, you know, all these sort of basic tricks. And then Mark gets off stage and someone says, wow, that magician was great. And someone else is like, I was actually really impressed by Mark. All of his practicing paid off. And so Thank they're you. justifying his shirking work by the mm-hmm. fact that he did a good job as his assistant, which, by the way, he did not do a good he job. He did not do a good assistant. job. And so everyone forgives him for putting extra labor onto all the girls who had to do his job instead of doing, I would have 100% been, even back then, I would have been that kid who said, wait a minute, that dude blew off work all day and did not do any actual magic and we're just going to let him get away with it? I'm going to go to HR and get him fucking fired. Well, unfortunately, HR is all children. (laughs) (laughs) Counterpoint. Joey was great, but Mark really surprised me. Yeah, I didn't know the little guy had it in him. Didn't know the little guy had it in him. That, <laughs> that is not complimentary. No, he is. Yeah, that little oh, shit, you know, the, the, the creepy little shit that hangs out by the camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's real great, isn't he? Ugh. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Billy grows up to be the weird, like, mooch friend, Mark grows up to be the friend who has, like, like an entitlement issues uh, and is just like, whatever. Yeah, someone else will do it for me because I'm so great. Uh, and they sort of all all already know that. And my my attitude is that he never finishes shit. He probably never shows up to work. So when they heard he was practicing something, they were like, oh, you mean he's getting high and taking a nap and then he'll show up. <laughs> and when he, when it like when he showed up and was like, yeah, I'm ready to be the magician's assistant, no matter how terrible a job he did, they were still like, you know what? He didn't vomit all over himself because he's been drinking whiskey all day. So I guess I didn't realize that he had it in him to do that kind of job fucking eight-year-olds and jack daniels <laughs> am i right oh you know, the funny thing is the way gina is describing it right now is basically how i feel like they talk about me on this podcast after we're done each time uh you are know? you not aware of the <laughs> patreon that we have there's a level where gina and i do a show about you and white entitlement oh ray oh my god here's the deal i will join that patreon i will be your highest donor i want this show i need this show <laughs> and to be honest every time you make it through a podcast without drunkenly puking all over yourself we yeah. are kind of impressed i don't yeah. blame you look no. i can't express how much alcohol it takes me to get through a single episode <laughs> of knowing is half the podcast <laughs> 
my God. I could, you know what? We've never, we, and we've been doing the show, what, like uh, uh, 92 years now? <laughs> and how have we never done a, a, a drunk cast? I feel like that's oh, a thing that yeah. we would have done by now. Most shows do it, and it's always bad, and they never yeah. should do it. Oh, and no, maybe we're just too smart to do a drunk cast. I would enjoy that. That sounds fun. Um, I, I can't feel like the closest we ever got was, I think, watching G.I. Joe the movie yeah, and on Steve, the live version. I, and I think because Steve Moulton brought us some Bud Lights. We had some PBR, I believe it oh, was. Oh, PBR. We were yeah. drinking PBR. And that was a lot of fun. And I'm not trying to say we should do a show when wasted. I but think maybe we, we should. should record a show when wasted and then not ever release it. No, so I we think we live should do legend. wasted. I think it works for drunk history. It will work for us. Yeah, those never seem to go well for the performers, though. <laughs> Uh, I will say this, Gina, if you could convince either of our spouses to agree to let uh, Ray or I go get drunk uh, to dick around in front of microphones for something that may or may not ever be released, then I will 100 uh, percent back this play. Once again, I don't want to have to try and sounds fucking terrible. Are you telling me you can't get drunk once and record a podcast? That's that's a terrible life. I don't want to live the number. The the amount of time I spend doing podcasts, I have already I've I've maxed out all of the uh, uh, the slack I've been. uh, That's a fair sort of thing. It's a lot of podcasts. It's a hobby that you do. Yeah. Is it a hobby or is it an obsession? (laughs) Yeah, there's a real thin line there. I mean, it's it, here's the deal. Uh, nothing Chad is saying doesn't uh, attract with what my experience has been. So anyway, so the show goes on. We have one last sing along with Billy, and I just want to get the fuck out of here. So finally, all the, the, the ending to this show is weird. They just take random shots of everybody who's been on the show, and they just turn, look right at the camera, and in the coldest way possible, go, see ya. Uh, uh, wait, it was weird. We skipped over, weird. we skipped over Billy's, uh, I don't want to talk about Billy's. Crisis. I don't want to talk about Billy. No. <laughs> All right, Gina, go ahead. Which, by the way, I, I chatted the guys to say, this is like every sort of dysfunctional comedian. They've had this conversation at some point, like verbatim that Billy has with this little girl. And it is now this little girl's job to fucking stroke this, this creature's ego when really he should be in therapy and not putting on her the emotional burden of, please tell me I'm awesome little girl. And then she has to say like, "Ah, you're okay. You're great. You're great in this way. And he's like, tell me how I'm awesome. And then she's like, you're, you're great in this way. You're great in that way. Do you think maybe now is a good time to go to therapy? And he's like, don't need it. My friends will boost me up. Now that Gina has explained the clip, let's go to the <laughs> clip. I'm referencing, of course, the earlier time when you complained about just oh, such this behavior. Look, it's great if you find something that you're really interested in, but you don't have to have a hobby that you practice all the time. I don't, and neither does Kevin or Janet. Really? But I'm still worried that I'm not good at anything. You're great at being our special friend and at making us laugh. And is that enough? You bet. <laughs> no, it's not enough. And then Billy enrolled in UCB level one the next day. <laughs> you know what? Billy doesn't have that kind of gumption around him. No. Billy enrolled in UCB level one the next day because somebody else paid for it. And then oh, yeah. he didn't show up for it. Oh, yeah. His parent. No, his parents paid. His parents are paying for it. Uh, uh, but. But I will say, Billy saying, I'm worried I'm not good at anything. 
and the, and the, her, his friend saying like you're good at being a special friend and making oh, us ridiculous. laugh and he's like but is that enough and she's like sure it's i guess it's enough i guess and he's like all right i, I all i need to do is figure out a way to make a career out of being making my friends laugh and then he like took a ucb class and several years later made it on a team and his only goal was to, like make his teammates laugh and he thought he was going to be a famous actor but he like never really broke through and yeah. you know then he then he talked and now he's Billy is talking about how he would have had a shot but now all people want is is diverse people so he as a white guy just can't get a break I thought days. that was entirely about yeah, they never right want up the... until the end there so thanks for that yeah oh. Weirdly enough, it's still about me. <laughs> Crap. Uh, to be fair, though, Hollywood, you know, they don't have a place for the blue monsters anymore. <laughs> it's not about the blue ones. Um, no, I, I would take that back. I think Billy d- uh, showed up for the last 10 minutes of class three, and that's it. So everybody thought like, oh, OK, he is going to start showing that he doesn't show up anymore. But he still, uh, until thinks, the he's class the, show. He still thinks he's the best in the class, even though oh, he, he thinks he's the funniest. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, there's no convincing him otherwise. In fact, he's st- he stopped showing up because in that 10 minutes he was there, he could clearly see nobody there was as good as him. And nobody really appreciated his his jokes where he did it, did an offensive Asian accent. He did an offensive Asian accent in a monologue about dildos, and they just didn't—they just didn't get me, man. <laughs> this all this all tracks. <laughs> and that's our show. That is kids songs. Chan, we did it. We were able to talk for more than an hour about a kids considerable songs. amount more, unfortunately. Yeah, we actually went pretty long, all things considered. We had a lot to, more to say about the show than I was expecting walking in the door. Uh, quite honestly, again, you add in Billy, and that's ninety minutes right there. Uh, of pure content, pure raw content. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. You know, we just did a live show, Operation Star Raider Redux, as I call it now, which is the second reading of the Operation Star Raider, but we did it with people. So we are going to be doing a Patreon uh, episode soon on a weekend afternoon. So keep an eye out for that if you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash knowing us at the podcast. And you can be a part of it. Help us make suggestions. We're going to do the champ of TV wrestling, potentially as a crossover with AE double back. <laughs> and we're going to have a real, that's going to, this is going to be a show. This is going to be a lot of different people, different minds coming together to make something, which, which might be an absolute train wreck and probably will be, but a delightful <laughs> train wreck, like an Amtrak disaster of the nineties. It was fun, right? I think we could all agree. It was what fun. Happening? Mm-hmm. Why am I getting dragged into this? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. But anyway, otherwise, thank you for listening to our show. We'll be back next week with a little bit more G.I. Joe, the next episode of G.I. Joe Extreme. Get ready, get excited. That's so we have what we're a, doing. A, a, Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter as a show at G.I. Joe podcast or individually. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. So check out the My Three Dads podcast. Check out Who Would Win. Check out AE Doubleback. Check out whatever show Gene is going to be working on. <laughs> Potentially 2022's G.I. Joe. We all want to see it, right? Fingers Hashtag crossed. get Gina in G.I. Joe. Thank you. Thank you. We all want to see it. Until then, this has been Kids Songs. Don't be a Billy. Or a Mark. Yeah, don't be a Mark either. He sucks.
you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 